Hello, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Joining me today, as usual, is my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Buckler. Today, we are going to talk about What's going on in the cybersecurity industry as far as the demographics in said industry? And specifically today, we're going to focus on the age of the average cybersecurity professional. But it may expand a little bit beyond that and talk about technology in general. A lot of reasons that we want to talk about that. Ken and I are not getting younger. I don't think there's really any question about that. But just recently... We all kind of heard about the attacks that happened to MGM Resorts. One of the things that came upon that is that they ended up taking and letting some very significant parts of their IT divisions go or transferred or or however. Part of that, when that happens, you start losing the tribal knowledge. And that spurred the conversation between Ken and I. You know, when you lose that tribal knowledge, you end up with these kind of events. And we have a series of terrible events coming down the pipe where the cybersecurity industry is going to start aging out. That's kind of the impetus of this conversation, talking a little bit about that, talking about experience, talking about the value of that experience, talking about the tribal knowledge and how it kind of all relates to what's going on in the cybersecurity industry. So I know that Ken found some interesting facts that that he wanted to present as part of this conversation. So I think we'll start with that. Ken, kind of tell me what you found in regards to age in the cybersecurity and technology industry in general. Yeah, so so actually, uh, ISACA, uh, which is a uh, uh, industry organization, they do routine surveys of cybersecurity professionals to to find out staffing levels, average age of of cybersecurity professionals, etc. And one of the interesting statistics that they found is that right now, 83% of the cybersecurity workforce is older than 35. And that number is not apparently going down. So ISACA has a lot of concern. This is from a a 2022 uh, research report, by the way. ISACA is very concerned that an aging workforce, this is a direct quote from their website, an aging workforce means we are only two to three decades out from a mass exodus in our industry. 83% of the workforce is older than 35. That is a serious problem that we need to start addressing because we are going to be losing a lot of highly skilled, highly intelligent talent and we need to start training a lot more cybersecurity professionals now if we're going to be able to replace that thought leadership. Yeah, that, and that's a huge problem, right? I'm not trying to make a commentary on whether you know old people know their stuff. They obviously do. 
I'm not trying to make a commentary that young people don't know their stuff. A lot of them obviously do. It's just that there is truly just not enough of them. And my concern is just like you were just mentioning, that tribal knowledge as people leave is going to be a massive problem in technology industry in general. I'll give you one of these stories. My dad shared this with me long time ago. He was uh, in charge of, of maintenance and safety for an airline that doesn't even exist anymore. And he was mentioning that there is this guy, and, and you hear stories about this kind of stuff all the time. There was this guy that was on retainer with this airline to fix machines. And he finally ended up retiring and so on and so forth. And a couple of years down the road, the machine broke down. And he came in, he put an X on the part that was broken, and he left. The whole process probably took two minutes, right? Because he knew exactly what the problem was, exactly where what needed to be fixed, and he was done. Well, he sent the bill, and the bill was rejected right off the bat because it was like for $50,000. And the bill was rejected saying, well, you only work for two minutes. And he said, I, they need an itemized bill for that your time. And the guy sent an itemized bill back saying, $1 for the X, $49,999 for knowing where to put the X. I love it. And the, and the bill it. was paid, right? So it, that that's the kind of problems that we're having. I, I, I speak from my own experience where we had done things as a system administrator, as a security ar architect that to the outsiders may think make no sense. You have somebody new come in and they ask, why are you so crazy? And you say, well, we're not crazy. We do this because of compensating controls or because this widget doesn't do the right thing or there's a memory leak here or whatever have you. And yet if that knowledge is not passed along to the next generation or even a, a secondary person, if that person is hit by the bus, then all of a sudden you have companies that go down and they don't even understand why they went down to begin with. Yeah. And you know, and I had something similar when I was uh, a DOD contractor. So, you know, there were several uh, folks that I worked with when I was a DOD contractor that we referred to them as triple dippers. And the reason we referred to them as triple dippers is they had put in their 20 some years working for DOD on a computer system. Then they got, then they retired from DOD, came back as a W-2 employee for a contractor that's working for the DOD on that same computer system. And now they're, of course, they're drawing their retirement pay from the OD at the same time. Then they, after that, they even retired from that company that was a contractor. So now they're pulling in two retirement incomes, and then they come back in as a subcontractor to that company. So now they're pulling in three incomes, all still working on the same computer system that is now 60 years old. So what do you do when, when you lose someone with that knowledge well, you, you hire them back as a contractor in some way or another, but then eventually that person is going to get to the point that they're not going to be able to work anymore. So yeah, my, we have my, a serious knowledge issue that we need to address. Yeah, and no question about it. My my father was in the same position. Like He ended up taking and going to work for the Army, Department of Army, as the base facilities manager. And they literally couldn't let him retire until he got all these projects done because they couldn't replace him very easily. Then, even after then, when he finally did retire, they replaced him with three people, partially because of cost, but partially because 
it, it took three people in their combined knowledge of those three people to equal the knowledge that my father had gained over 50 plus years. I mean, he didn't retire until he was 75. So, I mean, 50 plus years of taking and doing that kind of estimating work and that kind of standards work, so on and so forth. It took that long. And so this is, again, a lot of anecdotal stories here. Really, the problem is, is that this is a problem that the, the technology and cybersecurity both are facing, and it's a problem that we don't have a good solution for. More than anything, I think that those that are listening just need to be aware. Those members of the executive team just need to be very cognizant on how they are cross-training their staffs in order to be able to deal with some of these problems so that you don't have that single point of failure. Single points of failure are the things that really cause the greatest amount of damage to companies, be it in systems. But the, the part that we overlook is that you have single points of failure in your, your FTEs and your personnel. And that is a huge concern. And I think that, you know, who's really going to be the most impacted by this is going to be the, the OT and the, the legacy industrial control, uh, organizations because they're the ones that they have specialized knowledge of this is how these systems work and this is you know typically old custom systems that were put together 60 years ago 40 years ago however many years ago and it's stuff that they don't even teach in schools anymore because it's considered antiquated technology, and yet that's still up and running. So we've only, not only got an aging workforce problem, but an aging infrastructure slash equipment problem that we're going to run into this, this problem amplified. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I said I would share the story about MGM. Uh, if you listen to our podcast recently, you know that we talked about the attacks at the MGM resorts. And part of, and I, I can't confirm this, this is again, third party, third hand, but there was some significant restructuring done by MGM Resorts, and they basically eliminated a whole division of their IT support and then restructured another, basically the remaining of their IT support, letting go a lot of that tribal knowledge. And I'm not saying one caused the other, but when you look at how some of these attacks happen and how some of these standards kind of fall through the cracks and so on and so forth, that's the perfect example, right? Something that was automatic, something that was even something that you would consider to be basic knowledge to anybody obviously didn't get passed along. You had this kind of attack. It caused this kind of damage. And is it because of an aging cybersecurity force? I don't know. I kind of doubt it, but it speaks to, some controls, some methods, something fell through the cracks from a security awareness perspective, through a training perspective, through a controls perspective, and this kind of attack re resulted. Well, and this is also why managed service providers and managed security service providers are, are becoming so popular is because of the, the cybersecurity workforce shortage, because there is a shortage of qualified cybersecurity personnel. Now, what's going to happen when those older personnel start retiring. Are we going to start seeing uh, MSPs that are actually offering to fill board positions now? That That's going to be very interesting. There's already virtual CISO options that are offered by a couple companies. Yeah, I, and I, I see those kind of positions opening up all the time, right? You, you need to have, especially with the latest SEC finding, you're going to see more and more companies searching for executive leadership. And for good or for bad, they're turning to those MSSPs saying, can you provide this function for us 
as a small publicly traded company because we don't have the wherewithal to be able to do it ourselves. Maybe it's even to the point where they help them hire a real CISO for their organization, however it works out. But again, they're becoming the unicorn, right? There, it, it isn't like there was a glut of people out there that were qualified to be a, a CISO to begin with. And now that you have this mandate, those people are becoming far and far more hard to find because there is such a need for them out there. So great time if you're looking for that kind of position, bad time if you're one of the people looking for it. So anyway, I think that we kind of exhausted this today. Ken, great insights as always. I hope this has been interesting to you. I hope that this is something that was relevant in the grand scheme. This is just, again, one of those organic conversations that Ken and I have on a almost hourly basis. And he said, look, there's a lot of people that'd be interested in talking about that. So with that, I think that we're going to be done for today. Again, appreciate you listening to the podcast and look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks. Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.